Are you sure that you're missing the focus gene? Sure that everyone else has the ability to get things done, but you're destined to have high expectations and low results? Then you're going to enjoy this episode where we will build a strategy for building your focus muscle. That will not only help you get it all done, but more importantly, will make you a happier person in the process. Let's go. Hello, my friend. Are you a superhero in disguise, tirelessly juggling the needs of everyone around you while you put your aspirations and future on the back burner? Well, you're not alone and you've just landed in the perfect spot. Welcome to Surviving to Thriving, the podcast designed exclusively for phenomenal women who are ready to take back their lives. I'm your host, Janessa Durrani, and I'm on a mission to help you create a life that you look forward to waking up to, one that is in complete alignment with your superpowers, loves, and mad skills. Join me on this exciting journey where we're going to dive deep into the art of putting ourselves first without the guilt trip. You're about to embark on an adventure filled with laughter, storytelling, and strategies that will make you wonder why you didn't start this journey to you sooner. Together, we will shatter the belief that putting yourself first is a luxury, and instead, we'll explore how it's an essential ingredient for a truly fulfilling life. So curl up and get comfy, or take me on a walk. Let's embark on this transformative journey. Remember, it's not about being selfish. It's about being self-full. Because when you thrive, everyone around you does too. So get ready to laugh, learn, and leap into a life where you are the leading lady, not just the supporting role. It's time to trade surviving for thriving. Let's go. your focus, my friend. Recently, I sent a survey to everyone within my online community, a daily practice, asking them the topics that they're needing more information on or more workshops on, what they're looking for, and so forth. And the resounding opinion as to at least the top-ranked suggestion for what they wanted guidance on was finding their focus. And it made me pause because what is focus? Or what is the opposite of focus? The opposite of focus is being distracted. And we are distracted all day, every day. So there's very little time that I think we ever really feel like we are focusing. But focus as an action is not really our problem. It's all the other things that are distracting us. It's our mental distractions. It's our physical distractions. It is our procrastination. It is overwhelm. It is boredom. It is all the things that are keeping us from doing the things that we say we need to do. So it made me think, and I did do a full 90-minute workshop last week for those in my community, and I'm going to just break down kind of the three parts of it over the next couple of weeks 
within the podcast. So this is the first one. And this is this idea on can we practice focus? Like, is it a muscle that we can hone? It's no different than when I go to the gym and we work on triceps or we work on our core. Can we work on our focus? So when I was doing the workshop, I was just looking at different resources, different books that I've read. You know, if you haven't read Atomic Habits, please, please, please do that. Um, I've also read Make Time, which is a great book on they have this whole idea of kind of making a block of focus within your day. And then I also came across a book called The Power of Unwavering Focus by Dan Dapani. And in there, the author talks about how focus or our lack of focus is taking away our happiness. Because if we're always distracted and we're always trying to do multiple things at once, we already know the adage that if we're doing all these things at once, we're not doing anything well. But if we're always distracted and letting these different things bombard us, we can't be in the moment. And so the author has this concept that, yes, we need to practice focus. And it really has made me pause this week. I added it part of the workshop, but then tried to put it into practice. And let me tell you, this idea is a very simple concept, but it is not easy, as is most of the things that we talk about here. So... I was talking with a client this week, and this is kind of this idea of trying to do more than one thing at a time and the the effects of that. So I was talking to a client last week, and she was talking about how her boss is just never present for her and that it is very frustrating for her because she has her own things that she's trying to deal with, and she's needing support. And so when she says that she's talking to her on the phone via via Zoom, she's like, she's looking at me, but while we're having a conversation, I get three emails from her. She is doing other things at the same time. Now, your first thought might be, well, that's just rude. But I do that all the time when my boys are coming into my studio and I'm in the middle of an email and they start talking to me and In my mind, I'm like, I'm clever. I can keep typing and listen to what they're saying at the same time. No, no, I cannot. I cannot really comprehend what it is that they're asking me or saying to me and or if I am comprehending what they're saying, I am not paying attention to the email that I'm writing. So why can't I just stop? Why am I forcing this kind of overlap? You know why? Because we're busy. Because we got things to get done. Because we've got a million balls in the air. And our thought is, is we could just do them all at one time. We do them all at one time. We're going to be doing great. But we are robbing ourselves of having that connection, of being meaningful to them, of making them feel like they're being seen and heard and so forth. So... Here is 
the exercise that the author suggested. Pick five things that you do every single day. What's five things that come off the top of your head? Let's say for me, it was brushing my teeth, eating my breakfast, eating my lunch, going on my morning walk, and making dinner. Those are five things I do every single day. Locked and loaded, a daily practice, everything I talk about. Now, for those five things, do you currently do them in complete focus? Or are you doing them completely absent-mindedly? Or are you doing them distracted? So here's the difference. 100% dialed in. I am on my morning walk. I am focused. I am looking at my feet one step after another, getting into the rhythm, doing all the things, taking in nature, being completely in the moment. Or is my morning walk completely absent-minded? I, my mind is going a million different places. I'm having 14 different conversations with people in my mind. I get to the end and I think, did I actually do the full loop or did I do the half loop today? That is absent-minded. And then distracted. I did my morning walk while I was talking on the phone or listening to a podcast or catching up on, you know, anything else that's audio. Those are the three things that we typically are doing. Very rarely are we doing them totally focused and dialed in. And there have been times when all of those things on my list, except for brushing my teeth. Brushing my teeth is so automatic that there are times when I have to like feel my toothbrush and be like, did I brush my teeth today? Is it wet? Because that's a good thing in the fact that it is so rote and so forth. But have we really thought about, have I washed or have I cleaned each of my teeth? Have I taken care in this? Have I, am I present in the moment? So now, and I have, so my teeth brushing, I am like, oh my God, did I do that? For eating my breakfast and eating my lunch, I have gotten very, very bad about watching a show on my phone while I am eating my lunch and eating my breakfast. It's like my guilty pleasure. And when I tell you, these are the types of things I know better. Like, I will tell you, I will get on this podcast and tell you every day that we have to create ritual around our daily practice. We have to create space around it. We have to eat with a napkin and on a plate and at the table and like feel our food getting to our stomach. And then one day I watch a show and then the next day I'm like, oh, that was fun. Let me do that again. And next thing I know, I've totally missing the ritual or the ritual has now become kind of the junk food of the situation. And on my morning walk, I use Marco Polo. 
which is an app that's kind of like a video chat app where you send a video message to someone and then they, you know, Marco and then Polo, they respond. And my morning walk has become the time when I catch up on my Marco Polos. It's like having a friend on my walk, but as a result, I am not paying attention to my walk at all. And when I'm making dinner, also I turn on a show on my phone. And even if I can only hear it, it then distracts me. So here is what I want you to try to do. And this is what I've been doing for the last week. And it's hard. It is hard. I want you to only focus on what you're doing on your five things. Completely in the moment. So if making breakfast for your kids is one of the things you do every day, doing it without checking your email, without listening to something, without doing something else, that is all you're doing. For me, I've had to, I just leave my phone behind when I'm going on my walk. And for my breakfast and for my lunch, I set a timer for 10 minutes and I eat and really notice my food and make my meals last at least 10 minutes. And that doesn't seem like very long, but my goodness, like when you're eating two eggs, it takes a while to, it, it is a lot to stretch two eggs to last 10 minutes. And there's a whole concept around meditative eating, which is really interesting. In this idea of taking a bite and really chewing it. There's different parts of your tongue that take the different flavor profiles, either the sweet, the sour, or the um, salty. And so really working it around to hit all of those and to smell your food, to touch your food, to really, really experience your meal. Not so easy to do when you're eating with others, but a really good exercise to try this week as you're trying to slow down. And then for making dinner, making dinner is, is meditative for me. I am not normal. I do enjoy making dinner and I prefer to make it by myself because I can do the chopping and the cutting and all the things like I do enjoy it. So I should not be distracting myself so that I can have that experience. So why is it that we are always defaulting to distraction? I mean, if I asked any of you, you would say most likely, oh, I can never get focused. I can't do that. I don't have I don't have the wherewithal to focus on that right now. I have to do this. I have to do this. I have to do this. When we did our workshop, almost everything on the list that people brought of the things that they're not able to get over the finish line right now, the distraction was not lack of focus. It was the fact that they were either overwhelmed, waiting for someone else, hit a hard spot, it was uncomfortable, and so forth. And if we actually focus, we actually make ourselves slow down 
and work through that next hard step, it is hard. And so focus, or the lack thereof, becomes an excuse because we're trying to avoid being uncomfortable. And even more so, the biggest thing that is uncomfortable for so, so many is silence. Driving in silence, eating in silence, walking in silence, working in silence. Because when we're quiet, that is when our intuition has a moment to correspond with us. And lots and lots of times, we're afraid of what it's going to say. We don't want to know what we need to know. And so thus, it's easier to play up busy, to stay distracted, to do all the things with all of the multitasking and podcasts and all the things going on and on and on so that we don't have to do the hard work and or we don't have to listen to what our heart of hearts is telling us that we need to do next. We are purposefully staying unfocused. And as a result, we are not feeling completely fulfilled because even though we know subconsciously, or right now I'm saying to you, you are keeping yourself from doing the things you need to do. It doesn't stop us from still having those expectations and thinking about this 9,000 things that we need to do. And even though we're the ones that are keeping us from doing it, it seems like it's all the other people. It's all the other things. And so thus, every day we end our day thinking, oh, I still didn't do X, Y, and Z. So we are in this loop of keeping us ourselves distracted, setting our expectations, being disappointed, and then starting all over again. That is not a place of thriving. That is a place of surviving. So we need to be quiet. We need to dial in and we need to stay focused. And that will then build our happiness, our joy. So when our kids come to us and on those rare moments that they want to share with us what's going on in their lives, we put everything aside and we are all in. When our partner spouse comes to us with what sometimes seems as a ridiculous story or request, we give them our undivided attention. And when we know we have something that matters to us that we want to accomplish, that we push through, put out the distractions, and work through the hard part. Next week, I will talk about the three strategies I have of getting to our focus. And then the next week, we'll talk about 
three strategies for keeping our focus. Until then, I hope you have an amazing, amazing week. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Surviving to Thriving. Remember, you're not alone in this adventure, and I'm here cheering you on every step of the way. If you found value in today's episode and want to stay connected, make sure to hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast platform. By subscribing, you'll never miss an episode filled with practical strategies, heartwarming stories, and of course, a few laughs along the way. And hey, let's spread the word together. If you're loving what you're hearing, I'd be incredibly grateful if you could take a moment to leave a review. Your reviews not only make my day, but they also help other incredible women like yourself find the podcast and join our thriving community. So as we wrap up today, remember that you're worth every freaking ounce of effort you put into yourself. Embrace the journey of self-advocacy, exploration, and play as you journey to you. Stay connected on social media. You can find me at Just Janessa on all platforms. And if you have any questions, thoughts, or even funny stories to share, drop me a message. My email is in the show notes. Your stories inspire me just as much as I hope mine inspire you. Thank you for being part of this incredible community of women supporting women. Together, we are rewriting the narrative from surviving to thriving. Catch you in the next episode.